about this? These two. These two people. Uh, I am geeking out to the Geeks Unleashed podcast. Mark. Jasmine. What a nerd. Nerd alert. <laughs> Unleashed television. What are you talking about? Anything can be a podcast. Video game. <laughs> what is a geek? Oh, hi, Mark. The whole point is, of course, the plot is. You guys have great conversations. Uh, I am geeking out. Unleashed. Movies. People love movies. All right, you guys, podcast time. You're listening to the Geeks Unleashed podcast. Part of the security badass, we take our passions and our fandoms and we turn them into conversations with you. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 146. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. And I am Devon. And uh, I'm back this week. They, they let me out of the cupboard. I've returned. <laughs> uh, the cupboard under the stairs? Yeah. We, we thought about a cryo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, we should uh, co- we should cover Demolition Man at some point. God, that is like one of my favorite movies. I saw that movie for the first time like two years ago, and it no was way. amazing. Oh, I so good. It. It's so good. Um, I was more implying that Devon tried to take me out and like locked me up and threw away the key. Yeah, yeah, it's now the Devon and Jasmine show. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, each week on the Geeks and Niche podcast, we catch up on our pop culture lives. We bring you a review of something adapted from the comic book or gaming world, and yep. we try to do it without making too many jokes. Uh, uh, no, do we? I'm not sure we do that part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would also very much love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We'd also love it if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, please also feel free to donate to our Ko-Fi. All funds are greatly appreciated. Um, do not, uh, when we used to have somebody, when we first started, join us called Stephen Fox, talking of jokes. And... Uh, <laughs> Jasmine would have to spend about an hour. I like have to cut about an hour of it out each episode. So, oh my god, we were out of control. We love Stephen, but like whenever Stephen comes on, it is just like nothing but silliness. And like my editing, it just it's like an all day thing at that point. Right, that's funny. <laughs> um, no, we we loved we love Stephen. He really informative, great, great in terms of uh, mm. what he he used to bring to the episode. But he used to also just go off on massive segue- <laughs> segues and yeah. Uh, tangents here and there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah tangents, sorry, yeah, tangents. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, we'll jump straight into this week's Geek of the Week, which um, I feel may have a theme running yes. through. Oh, uh, boy, does it. I'll tell you what, I will start with mine. Yeah, go with yours. And yeah. then transition yeah. into... Yeah, leave uh, the rest to us. <laughs> and and, then, and to be fair, I feel I could probably add in another one of mine as well. Another one. Uh, to, uh, I feel it all started with, actually, kind of Devon. I think it was a couple of episodes ago. I, I can't even remember if it was in the episode or before recording. We got chatting about The Last of Us, and I mentioned I hadn't played The Last of Us Part 2. And Devon obviously sung its praises, the game. Uh, I played The Last of Us Part 1 on the PlayStation 3 that, that long ago. <laughs> Uh, I have replayed it again. I actually replayed it at the start of the year when the uh, the TV adaption came out. I went back and played the game again. It's a lot smaller, the first Last of Us game, and um, and yeah, there's a lot lot less to it. 
However, I thought, oh, it's time. So about two weeks ago, I picked it up. And I, I'll be honest, I had played it before and I got, what I realized was I got hardly into it at all, um, mm. having having gone back and um, played it. And just before we started recording, I thought I was around the halfway point, but I, I made a reference to where I was at and uh, Devon has assured me there's a far... I'm probably not. I'm not. I'm not near the halfway point. So you got a ways. I think you're. I think think you're like close to the halfway point, but just not right there yet. Yeah, pretty sure if if it serves me right where you're at. Yeah. Well, so when I started playing it the other day, within within like a day, I'd already got really far past where I'd got to before, and I was like, oh wow. And I even thought that at the point was quite a lot, and um, and I've carried on going and going and going. And uh, and I'll be honest, I'm at a point where I kind of feel I do want something to happen now. So just for anyone listening, um, uh, Ellie and Dina are traveling together and she's left Dina in um, sort of an old cinema um, and she's gone off to find Tommy. And that's kind of where I am. I'm getting pretty much in a point where I'm getting constantly attacked by by wolves. And um, I think they're the wolves anyway. Um what was it? They're they're humans, but obviously they're they're mili- military, unless they've taken on the name Wolves, yeah. uh, WLF. Uh, but yeah, I'm in like a basement at the moment. Uh, that's the last part I've left it on, and then getting smoke bombed, and uh, they're they're all coming out of nowhere. And annoyingly, I've jumped into this basement with like three bullets. So oh, that's uh, the worst. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm finding it pretty tough to actually get out of this basement. So yeah. I'm, I, I have, I'm on about my seventh or eighth attempt to get out of this basement. <laughs> and uh, and they, they're all running down the stairs with like baseball bats and crowbars. And I've got three bullets and I'm having to, I, I came very close the other day to having almost got out. I took most of them out, was quickly glancing around to see if I, I knew there was someone else down there. And I glanced around too, too late. A song was crouched down and they just shotgunned me in the head or something. And, Ooh. or, well, I don't know if it was a shotgun, but they just took just took me straight out. It was just one bullet straight out, and I was like, "Damn it!" Like, I, think I, I was like, "I thought I'd got them all." I, I thought well, I thought I'd got most. I knew I, I knew there might be one left, but I I was doing pretty well. But yeah, that was earlier in the week, and I haven't had a chance to carry on. But no, honestly, I'm really loving this game. It. I'm I'm glad that Devon, you've inspired me to pick this game back up um, after so long putting it down. And yes, it's a really good game. So I know. Don, how many times have you played it through? Um, I've actually only played it through once. Oh, okay. So um, I have a really good like memory when it comes to playing like video games or watching shows and things like that. Like there's just things I can remember to a T. So that game's pretty fresh in my memory still. And I think mm-hmm. I played it when it first came out. So that's what I think it came out. Quite a while ago. 20, right? Has it been three yeah. years, I think? Maybe, it's been, yeah. yeah, it's been a few yeah. years. Yeah. Several years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think 2020, yeah. Um, and I just, I fell in love with that game more so than the first mm-hmm. one. Um, I have a couple favorite characters in that game. I won't say who they are just cause I don't know how far you've gotten. Um, but yeah, well, I know how far you've gotten and I don't think you've gotten to that part where you meet one of the characters. So I'll let you, oh, okay. I'll let you play along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Jasmine, have you played it or not? No, I haven't finished the first one. You haven't finished the first one? Oh, no. wow. That one, to be honest, this one, in comparison, the first one's really short. I I think from what I've played, I think the first one would have been done by now. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, no, the, 
I loved the first one. In fact, I basically, at that point in my life, I hadn't played computer games for years. And uh, I really, I kept seeing all this hype around The Last of Us. So I was like, do you know what? Effort. I went and bought a PlayStation 3. I like. I remember I bought, I bought it secondhand. I, I really didn't care. I just thought, I just want to play this game. Went and bought a secondhand PlayStation 3, bought the game, played the game. And I sat and, and I remember looking at PlayStation 3. I was like, I'm not going to play that again. So I'm not going to play the console again. I'm too busy. At that point, I had a four-year-old and a baby, a brand new baby, and I was like, you know, what? I'm really not going to have time for this. So I just sold the PlayStation Three and got like got rid of it straight away after I'd completed it. Um, but yeah, so I, I own the on the PlayStation Four. I did download and pay for the um, the first Last of Us again because I thought it was brilliant. And um, I, yeah, but but now I've got the actual disc of the Last of Us Part Two. So, but yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. So, thanks, Devon, for inspiring me to pick that back up. I've, Any, I've been loving, I've been loving that. So. Anytime. Yeah. So, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, Jasmine, do you want to share your geek of the week? Oh, oh, okay. So, me and Devon have a little overlap here <laughs> because back. at the time of this recording, we are fresh off the heels of the Game Awards, the 2023 Game Awards. Now, I didn't play any new AAA games this year. Uh, so I didn't have any horses in the race. I wasn't really interested in the game categories themselves, but I watch the game awards every year because I get really excited about the world premiere trailers and holy crap. There was one that just like jumped right out of the TV and into my eyeballs. And I, it just made me so excited. And when I did a little bit more digging, I realized like, this game is everything I love. It's like my jam, but it's also from former Mass Effect developers. And it's like, oh, I can feel their touch on this game and we haven't even seen it yet. So it just made me really excited. Okay, so the trailer was for a game called Exodus. Matthew McConaughey is one of the voices in the game. He was like on the stage. I mean, it was just like, it was just like this whole production thing, right? And it, but like, the, I, I don't know. The concept seems really cool. It's like there's this explorer soldier person that's out and taking resources from all of these other planets to bring it back to her own planet so that they can like thrive and all this stuff. It's a third person game, but it's got companions. It's got quests. It's got the storylines. It literally has everything that I love about video games. Like I'm not always very interested in the combat, but like if you give me an RPG that has a through line, and great like side characters i am sold so it looks ridiculous like it looks so so cool it's like space exploration but fighting and you know oh my it's it's like to me it's like a big mashup of like if halo and mass effect had a baby it would be with, with this... interstellar yeah yeah oh, oh my god yeah so yeah so i am that's that's my geek of the week i'm super super stoked about exodus it's I think it's holiday 2024, which means December <laughs> or <laughs> holiday 2025, which means like January, February. Uh, so it's still a ways, ways out. But like, I am very impressed with what I saw. And of course, like they did a little bit of gameplay, but they also did like the cinematic trailer. And the cinematic trailer is what like the gameplay looked a lot of fun, but the cinematic trailer is 100% what hooked me on this game so i am i cannot wait to get my hands on it and what about you devon 
Yeah, so um, same as Jasmine. I've, you know, watched the Game Awards. Um, I didn't finish it all the way through just because I had work in the morning. Um, but there were a few things that stuck out to me at the Game Awards, uh, a couple things. Before the Game Awards, though, GTA 6 has got its reveal trailer, mm-hmm. which has exploded on YouTube. Mm-hmm. To me, mind-blowing views. <clears throat> Crazy. Insane. I think it hit, like, it maxed the GTA 5 trailer, which has been out for 12 years and sitting at like 99 million views. This one hit 99 million views in less than 24 hours. That's wild. Insanity. It's the fastest it's the fastest YouTube video to hit like more than a million views ever. That's because it, everybody's joking like they got to get on in on it now because it's going to be another 10 years before they get a 7. <laughs> basically, yes, definitely. Um my things at the game awards um one I thought it was great. Um the only thing and it, it gets a little too politicky, but I really wish that they would have done something for game developers and writers and stuff like that. I wish they mm-hmm. talked more about that because you know they've been struggling in that industry. Yeah. Um, this this year and past years, especially this year, so many layoffs in the game industry, and there was no talks about it. So to me, that was kind of lame and whack. But regardless, the trailers is what I was there for. I got I got what I wanted, which was the God of War DLC. Oh, I got that one! Looks awesome. In four days, and it's free. I cannot believe that they're doing that for free. That's like my biggest geek of the week because I'm I was incredibly shocked. Yeah, there was that Hideo Kojima was there, yes. and then Jordan Peele came out because they're yes. working on a game together. Insanity! The Game Awards was nuts. They had so many stars there. Anthony Mackie was there. Simu Liu. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. They had everyone. They had absolutely everyone. It was insane. But yeah. yes, God of War DLC in four days. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to dive back into that world. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, that one looked really good. And like the Kojima reveal, like, I don't know what that, like, I, I, I didn't, it was just like, that went so far over my head. I didn't Same. even understand it. I was like, Yep. Is this mocap? Is this AI? Like, what are what what is happening here? But it was very like on brand for yeah. his stuff. Is too weird for me. I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there. Oh, like, same. I have never picked up Death Stranding or any of his other. Like, I like to see what's going on, but like, I have never been actually interested in playing them. But like, those little clips of like, and especially when it got to Udo Kier, I was just like, oh yeah, I, I'm very confused as to what's happening here. But like, sign me up. <laughs> And then that Jordan Peele, his music hits, and you're like, wait, hold on. And then he comes out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why? Jeff Keighley does it every year. Yeah. He crushes it no. every year. You know, just mentioned Death Standing. I've, I've not I've not played it, but that's a game that actually always appealed to me. I always thought that looked pretty cool. It is. Especially it was, um, uh, oh, Got his bloody name, the guy from Walking Dead. Daryl. Well. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the name he was born. That's the name he'll be forever <laughs> yes. known as. Darryl. Norman Reedus, yes. Yeah. Um, my thing, my thing about that game is um, one of my buddies. He's played. He's played most of it. I think he's got like, I think like forty, maybe fifty hours in, and it's it's a device inventory. It's like a, it's an inventory sim basically, and you're delivering packages and stuff that you fight things and the story's weird and all that. And he was like, I can't play this anymore. He's like, I can't do it anymore. He's like, I don't know what Kojima's trying to tell me, but I'm done. He's like, I'm done. I'm stopping here. I don't. But I give up on finding this message. Right. He's like, I I just don't care anymore. And I'm like, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of his games. I played through uh, Metal Gear Solid Liquid Snakes, I think, which was like a a remake of the first game. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. It was good. But 
I'm not here for a mind-breaking like, message or anything like. Yeah, that's I'm what, here yeah, to blow shit game, up. Like that's what I want to do. Game. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> but you know that's what like um uh, the metal gear solid games i remember i played the original M- ml gear solid on the well not the original but the part on the playstation 2 i played that and then i even played um uh playstation uh sorry metal gear solid 2 and yeah and you're right at the end there's suddenly this montage of like different like like actual real life footage of wars and, and all the rest of it and i and suddenly yeah like there's this whole trying to suddenly bring a message into a game and i was right. like okay I don't know. I, I, I did get, think, oh, I don't really know if I want this. Like, I've enjoyed the whole game up until this point. So, exactly. um, and now you've lost me, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> I, exactly. um, although I did love the first two Metal Gear Solid games, I, I never got around to playing the third one that was set in a jungle. So, are they remaking it, what? Snake Eater? Oh, are they remaking it? Mm-hmm. They're what, remastering that ju- it. What, that jungle one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Maybe one day. So. One day, put it, put it on the list. There's a lot. There's a long list of many yeah. things: comics, games, comics, games, TV it's shows. Never ending. Yeah. It's a never ending to do. It's list. a never ending list. Yeah. Do you know what I need? Is just not work, and then I can work my way through this list. So yeah, anyone could arrange. <laughs> Get on Twitch, me. become a streamer, and then start getting paid for that. There you go. Hit the, hit the, lot, hit the lottery. I don't know if I'm entertaining enough to to play Twitch. Like, oh my gosh! I so I have a Twitch account. I rarely use it, but I I've only ever used it like when I'm playing Overcooked Two with my friends. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like that it's... game is surprisingly stressful. Oh, it's, like was... Monopoly. it's like Monopoly. You will have friends afterwards. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I know. Like, cause cause I play with my best friend. She lives in LA, and she's like, she is yelling at me. She's like clean the dishes i know i have these dishes and i'm like okay okay i'm gonna go clean the dishes relax oh man if we don't live together yeah i know um as i said before we move on i i won't talk about in detail i only saw two trailers and it was the blade one and uh the jurassic park one Nobody. Uh, there was some divisive commentary around Christopher Judge and uh, and his joke that he made. Oh, about Ooh, Call of Duty. The Call of Duty yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved it. it I so don't know good. anything about Call of Duty. I've never played it, but uh, it seemed to get some laughs in the room. <laughs> Very little laughs on Twitter. They or X. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so the, the problem is, um, so with that whole Call of Duty thing, and it's going to be quick, but like so. I'm sure you heard the joke that he made, which yeah, 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 his speech yeah. was longer than the campaign. The problem with Call of Duty is they don't have anything original anymore. Um, the fact that the campaign took them 16 months to do. Um, we weren't even supposed to get this game. It was supposed to be another year with Modern Warfare 2, and then we would get the next cycle of game. So it's really just a cash grab for them, and they don't really care because when Warzone drops, they make so much money. They just print money on these games and they know it and it just sucks. And it's another one of those things where it's like it's crunch and it just gets mm-hmm. back into that toxic work environment for them and no one talks about it. That's very sad. But how is it that much different than Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed? Because it used to yeah. be like every year we get an Assassin's Creed every and like year. four years in a row, they'll be shitty. And then on the fifth year, you get a good one. And then it's like another four years of shitty Assassin's Creed games and then finally a good one. You know? And the only and the only time they ever really, like when Assassin's Creed Origins came out, everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is different. This is great. Oh, wow, 
which, yeah, because they took, I think a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Two, I think it was two years, but yeah, that, that one brought me back to the franchise because yeah. I played syndicate, which was mm-hmm. the one that was set in like England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved syndicate. And then I didn't like any of the other ones after that. And when I saw that this one was set in Egypt, I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, let me, let me take a, and oh my God, I loved it. I and he, and he absolutely loved too. that one. <laughs> A voice actor for Bayek. He showed up at the game where he's making his own game. It's great. Oh, fancy. Yes. I must have missed that part. Um, so we should probably bring our Geeks of the Weeks. We had Geeks, lots of Geeks, Geeks of the Week this week. So, oh, to be honest with you, there's loads of stuff I could shout out. I, wa- I, watched, I watched Slow Horse Season 1. I, I watched something else. Like we, I actually, This is all pre-Wednesday. Wednesday onwards, my week just disappeared. But, um, anyway, but... Uh, there's, I feel like I consumed a lot uh, at the start of the week and last week. I can <laughs> shout out. So, uh, but the reason just, that you're here, the reason everybody that, has come today, is um, our main event. Yes. So bringing bringing four weeks of Guardians of the Galaxy to a close, three volumes and a, and a TV special. Mm-hmm. We've come to the close with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, two thousand and three, and twenty three. 2023, sorry. Um, getting confused. It's late. It's late for me in case no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a time difference. Jasmine and... Yeah. Mark Bob is already are... in the future. It's already Saturday for him. It's Friday for us. <laughs> yeah. So it's the, the joys of... Um, yeah. If I had loads of money, I'd be in America right now in a mansion of some sort, and uh, we'd all be sharing the same time zone. Uh, however, it's not. And uh, anyway, directed by James Gunn, screenplay and story by James Gunn and probably also a story we probably didn't think we'd see by James Gunn considering between two and three he was sacked and then uh, brought back because of oh, uh, yeah. uh, multiple pressures I would say that they caved that's Indeed. very unlike them to cave but they <clears> did <throat> mm-hmm. um, and it's based on characters from but from Marvel Comics yes and it stars the usual suspects Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Batista, Karen Gillian, Palm Clementiev, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Becky, Will Coulter, Sean Gunn, Chu- Chukude Iwuji. I think I said that right. Uh, Linda Cardellini, who I completely forgot was in this. Uh, Nathan Fillion and Sylvester Stallone. I know. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was she? She was. She was. Was she Layla? Lila? Lila? Was she Lila? The voice? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that was yeah. her. Velma. Right? That's her? Velma, the, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. Didn't even realize. Oh, wow. do you know, I just Googled. I didn't realize that was her. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Okay. So Hawkeye's wife was also in this film. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Did not realize. Okay. So I had to quickly right. Google that. When you were like, she was in this film, was she? Was she? I was like, yeah. I'm lost now, I thought. So I thought I'd quickly better oh, Google. Right. Okay. Anyway, cool. um, we shared this out in the previous episodes. However, just a reminder the first appearance of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, uh, the film, film version of Guardians of the Galaxy, just made their first appearance in Annihilation Conquest issue six, which came out in April 2008, created by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Adam Warlock, his first appearance was in Marvel Premiere in 1972, and the High Evolutionary was in the Mighty Thor, uh, issue 134 uh, from 1966. 
And this movie was released a long, long time ago on the 22nd of April, 2023. It feels a long time ago, I'm going to be honest. So, it does. It does. It's been uh, a long year. <laughs> um, you know, it's weird. You know, as a kid, you're, you're like, oh, it takes so long to get to Christmas. As an adult, you're like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Two weeks uh, away now. <laughs> when people start showing that out, I'm like, I hate you. there's only 22 days left great like anyway uh running time of 150 minutes with a budget of 250 million us dollars at the box office they made 845.6 million us dollars 20 million less than the last one however probably marvel's best movie this year i would have thought so oh yeah definitely uh, they they, uh sorry disney's best marvel because they they didn't do very well on anything this year. It was um, the biggest superhero film this year. Su- superhero film this year. Yeah, I mean, was it? Even I'm Indiana surprised Jones. it made less money though than the second one. I thought Indiana Indiana Jones crapped out this year. I don't think Wish is doing very well. Um, no, Wish is not doing great. So the Marvels also, I don't think, panned I, as they wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, it made its money back, but it didn't like boom. But, I watched the um, Wish last weekend, and it feels like a TV movie. Like uh, my wife and my children didn't share that view, but that, that, they 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 loved it. But but like yeah. it wouldn't have been any different if you had watched it on Disney Plus, though. Like it didn't it didn't need to be a theatrical release. I thought it was going to be a Disney Plus release. But yeah. Anyway. So, all right, my favorite part: fun facts. Okay, so we have been talking about makeup throughout this whole series oh and how it used God. to take Drax like six hours to get his makeup done and he had to do the whole thing standing. <clears throat> okay, so this movie ended up breaking a Hollywood like industry record and they had so many characters in prosthetics that had to be applied that they 23,000 applications of prosthetics for over a thousand actors. <laughs> for this film and they said that was the the biggest and like most robust kind of makeup team in like ever which is shocking to me because uh, the first film that came to mind when i saw those numbers was lord of the rings uh the the second film the two towers because like the battle of helm's deep and all the orcs and Urukai that they have i was like are we sure that this number is correct because i honestly feel like so peter jackson is somewhere thinking like Mm-mm, I'm, I'm pretty sure i got james got beat but that's 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 what i read is that oh. uh 23,000 applications of prosthetics over the course that's, of filming this movie that's insane yeah a thousand people can you imagine having to do that to a thousand people that just seems like at some point like wouldn't you just like green suit people and and cgi everything on yeah right like what i couldn't find though was like how big the makeup like how many people were actually on the makeup team that's the number that i really want to know like if you're trying to apply this stuff to a thousand people like how many how many makeup artists does it take to do that right wow um okay this one i thought was just silly fun because it was Mine and one of mine and Devon's favorite scenes from the holiday special, but Nebula giving Rocket Bucky's arm mm-hmm. and Nebula having all of those upgrades in her own arms for this film. James Gunn said that it was a thank you from Rocket, her upgrades. Like Rocket upgraded her oh. as a thank you for her giving him Bucky's arm. 
Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That's right, because she did mention it in the film, like yeah, my upgrades. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny, and and I mean, I'll probably get to it later, but I thought that was really cool. Like that. So Bucky's arm in exchange for all of her new upgrades. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, okay, so my last one, I thought this was just crazy. And of course, it's like completely unique because it's James Gunn. So uh, the actor who plays High Evolutionary, uh, Chikudwe, he actually did his audition for the High Evolutionary while they were filming Peacemaker. And because he couldn't actually like take the time to leave the Peacemaker set, <clears throat> James Gunn and Marvel and DC, since he was sitting between the two at the time, they came up with a deal. So they let DC let Marvel do whatever Marvel needed to do to get his screen test done. And in return, Marvel let DC for that, that last sequence in the finale of the Peacemaker where the Justice League comes down, um, but at, the battle is already over that sequence with the with the justice league they filmed that on the set of guardians 3 oh really oh wow so it was like that that we we didn't even know it but we got our first ever marvel dc crossover like on the big wow. screen I've never Un- seen unofficially so that's cool <gasps> what? Jeez, it's so I've good i'm sorry i've never it's seen so it good. <laughs> um but also there is another peacemaker character that makes an appearance in the guardians Okay, so Devon, since you've not seen it, you can't guess. Mark, did you already read my notes? Uh, I ha- no. Uh, well, unless I quickly glance across them, I deliberately didn't read them. Like, okay. Who uh, who do you think is the other Peacemaker character that makes an appearance in Guardians 3? Other than James Gunn's wife. Yes. and, and Well, James Gunn's <laughs> wife. And the there was one girl from the Suicide Squad, uh, the Rat Catcher 2. She was also in Guardians 3. Uh, <clears throat> was she? Mm-hmm. She's the girl that uh, Star Lord like manipulates to Aura. get to the yeah. Yeah, okay. I figured she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Polka Dot Man. Okay, all right. That's a good guess. That's fair. D- David Dasmalkian is in so much stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Mark. Who you got? Who you guessing? Uh, I, I, I. Do you know what the one thing I did think was weird was the uh, Cyberman Cyberman's head, like from Doctor Who floating around i don't watch doctor who so i don't know who cyberman is you don't know who the cyberman don do you have you ever watched doctor who no <laughs> i've never seen uh, one episode oh wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, but i wonder if there's something that was like left over from the collector like just right. some random thing on nowhere just kind of like how so we have the, you know that there that Thing. Oh, oh, that thing! That's yeah, Miley yeah, Cyrus, yeah. right? Well, yeah, that's what I thought too. She was a Ravager. It was a yeah. Ravager head. So, the Cybermen. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you can see it that well. Oh, yeah. oh. Hold on, let me zoom in. I'm trying to. I'm trying to it zoom in. Like, it's not... it kind of looks like Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, like the first yeah, iteration uh, that he built in the cave. Right. But no, the, the when I saw that floating head thing, I was like, they they somehow cameo. I I know that clearly didn't go and get permission, but I thought they clearly cameoed a Doctor Who Cyberman in the film. So I mean, that wouldn't surprise me given James Gunn is right. doing yeah. it. But no, I don't know what what character. So the character is Eagly. When all of the animals are finally escaping, there is an eagle 
and it is Eagly from oh, Peacemaker okay. that is escaping with all the other animals. Oh. <laughs> Which I was like, how did they get how how they, what is happening here? Like are is is James Gunn gonna be like the bridge that right. connects Marvel be, and DC together? That'd be well, awesome. What is well, happening he, here? He's gone now though. So I don't <clears> think <throat> I think I think while Marvel and DC obviously did a deal, they clearly mm-hmm. won't won't go beyond that so yeah so anyway that's in in my head when i learned these things i was like okay so guardians 3 is like our first official dc marvel crossover on the big screen great i'll take it i'll take it that's cool (laughs) so that's all i got this week for fun facts i mean james gunn's gone now he's over to dc yeah and And he's destroying all of that and starting it over so you know what i thought about just gotta see what happens do you know what I thought about the other day? To, we're not going to spend this episode talking about DC, but when Aquaman comes out next, next, well, no, sorry, it's this month in a couple of weeks. I actually think after that film's done, they're literally just going to say goodbye to the DCU, and I think the Superman film is just going to be completely starting again. Well, yeah. I know they said, I don't know, no, no. What I mean is, I don't think they're going to carry anything across. Maybe they might reuse some actors, but I feel like it will just be as if nothing had happened pre this movie. Um, I know they're talking about Peacemaker season two, but I mean, they, but the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker was fairly standalone. Yeah. So I think I think that's the only way they're going to carry that on. But I think when that new Superman film comes out, it is just going to be as if none of the DCU happened before. And I think they're not saying that out loud because they don't want people to not go to Aquaman and because they spent a lot of money on it. I wasn't yeah. going anyways. Amber so, still <laughs> here, so, no. uh, uh, anyway, anyway, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Anyway, uh, but, but there was we'll a whole about... lot of drama on that set because didn't yeah. James Wan leave too? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that when we do an episode of it. But anyway, so the IMDb summary of Guardians 3 is so is this um, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. That's actually a decent summary, IMDb. Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm going to give you the credit on that one. That was a good one. Yeah. So, so this is the 32nd released movie in the official MCU. And um, just quickly shout out where we're at. So we had uh, the Infinity Saga, Phase 1, then Phase 2. Uh, so Phase 1 started in 2008 and ran from Iron Man all the way to the first Avenger. Uh, phase 2 was uh, 2013 to 2015 and that was Iron Man 3 all the way through to Ant-Man and that did include the first Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014 Phase 3 had lots and lots of movies in, started in 2016, ran all the way to 2019 Um, that did include Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 which came out in 2017 then um, in 2021 to 2022 sort of the Phase Phase four, the multiverse saga. So that started in 2021 with Black Widow when we were kind of in the uh, COVID state, um, got released on Disney <clears> Plus at the same as the cinema. And Scotty Hansen wasn't particularly happy with that. And then it ended with Black Panthers, Wakanda Forever. By the way, understandably, she wasn't happy with that. Yeah, Homegirl wanted um, her money. She was yeah, like, yeah, I'm a $20 million lead. I want my $20 million mm-hmm. worth of royalties. I don't want this bullshit. So just a shout out in phase four, Thor, Love and Thunder came out um, July 2022, which does have the Guardians in, and we'll come come to that in a minute. And then we had phase five, which started with Ant-Man 
uh, and the Wasp Quantumania, which came I out forgot February. that came out this year. I know, I know, and that, that we did review it on the show. So. I know, wow, I haven't okay. seen it still. And it came out in February 2023. We were, we can go back and listen to our episode earlier in the year, but what Devon actually one of the things that we did say when we were reviewing it was how like a Guardians movie Ant Man and the Wasp was. It was very similar in style. Oh. and tone to Guardians 1 and 3. So Phase 5 will finish next year with the Thunderbolts. Um, I thought Thunderbolts was going to be Disney+. Plus. I did not realize that Thunderbolts was a movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's a movie. Actually, I don't know if that's coming. Sorry, I, I actually, I know these release dates are written here. Um, no, I think they've changed. Marvel updated yeah. a bunch of their stuff. Um, I don't think these are coming. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, we've written their release dates here for Captain America and Thunderbolts for next year. I don't think they're coming out next year now. I think they're 2025. Yeah, I think Marvel pushed everything to 25. They've only got one film, one thing Dem- coming Deadpool, out next year. Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is the only one coming out next year. So so currently how, how uh, Phase 5 is, is that the Marvels, which came out earlier this year, uh, is the last movie really f- for quite a while. So Deadpool 3 is the next movie out next year. It's the only Marvel movie out next year. So um, so the Marvel Marvels is kind of our last MCU movie. Deadpool 3, which is, I guess, an MCU movie because... I assume that I assume that Deadpool will end up at the MCU as it's a multiverse movie. So that's anyway. good. Keep it, you know, keep them like take some time. Yeah, take some yes. time to cook, please. Yeah. Good so night. between Volume Two and Volume Three, there was two Avengers movies: Infinity War and Endgame, mm-hmm. and a holiday special and a small cameo in Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. So a lot happens between those. Guardian Volume Two and Volume Three, right? And in Volume in both Avengers movies, we had Gamora die, and then come back again. And we've got a uh, essentially past Gamora is now back, and um, the we won't talk about those Avengers movies, but they, it ends with them going off into space, and Thor actually jumps with them, and then that's kind of addressed in Thor's movie, and the, the Guardians and Thor leaves the Guardians. And I'll be honest, my hope for that when I saw them go off was that volume three would come out first and um, Thor would be in volume three. I thought he would actually quite suit being in the movie Mm because he's been written over the years. He's been written quite similar in tone to these Avengers movies. So like his comical ways and well, after the second film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. From the third film on. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I feel like him and Drax would just get on so well in their own mm-hmm. like, movie. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines from the Avengers is uh, "Farewell, morons." So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so question and um, Devon, if you hadn't watched any of those things, how how would you have felt going going into this movie? Do you feel like you would have, uh, or do you feel like you would have needed the knowledge of going to watch two Avengers movies and a holiday special. I think so, yeah. I mean, really just to get the whole dynamic of Gamora in this as well. Um, and then obviously that relationship between Mantis and Drax and the rest of the team. So I think you would need to see those just to, you know, really know what's going on and why, especially Peter, I mean, why he feels the way he feels, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think you do need to see those movies, even... I mean, I mean, it goes without saying. You need to see the other two Guardians as well. For I also think, um, I also think the development that we saw in Nebula 
across mm-hmm. all of those movies that aren't sure. Guardians movies. Where where Nebula ends in Volume <clears> Two, <throat> she kind of was just coming around to a to a team dynamic, mm-hmm. but now she's almost one of the leaders. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Jasmine? Oh yeah, you definitely like. I think it would have been possible to see Volume Three if you had jumped straight from Volume Two to Volume Three. It would, but you would just not understand the Gamora dynamic. Like you, you wouldn't understand why she's different, why she's changed, why there's so much friction. Um, but I think if if you were to take that out of the picture, it's you would still understand this film. Mm-hmm. But like it, it, there's so much nuance that you don't get if you didn't see the two Avengers films that came before this. So if you didn't see Infinity War or Endgame, especially since all of the Guardians got blipped, like yep. it, 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 like the underlying tone of the film, it just it, it wouldn't hit the same. Like there wouldn't be any emotion if you hadn't seen the Avengers films before mm-hmm. this film. So I think this one is the first one in the franchise that requires extra buy-in yeah i forgot about that actually they all got bit blipped other than nebula and uh and, and rocket and group oh yeah 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 sorry i forgot rocket, rocket, sorry, rocket, rocket, rocket. yeah sorry i forgot it was rocket rocket as well yeah rocket sorry, and I, nebula. I, I remember group did um yeah no i forgot it was rocket and nebula that got um didn't get blipped and actually Which, nebula um sorry I was going to say how important Nebula was in terms of actually returning everybody to be unblipped. So, yeah. not just that, but like that really shows hers and Rocket's relationship too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they're the only two that survived. She's the main reason why. She's one of the main reasons why Tony Stark is still, well, still was there. You know, mm-hmm. you know he had her as a companion. Yeah. So, which is kind of yeah, funny. actually, yeah, Rocket. Rocket's obviously aged. He's a little bit older mm-hmm. now because of the blip, and they're still kind of. You know. I know. I know. We're not talking about those films right now, but yeah. actually, you just reminded me. I I did love the, the scene with Tony Stark and Nebula on the ship, and um, <laughs> like just the chemistry between the two of them was good. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And um, do you know? You just reminded me. Oh, just oh, suddenly thoughts coming back when they were talking about all the different time travel when they time travel back in the in the fourth Avengers movie and they made loads of references to loads of uh, com- uh loads of time travel stuff the one thing they missed out was Doctor Who which is where she's from they like talked about loads of stuff including Back to the Future and I think somebody even did make a comment to her about it and I think they just didn't think to to put it in there but that was such a missed opportunity that they could have said oh and Doctor <laughs> Who yeah so, <clears throat> yeah, it's a shame they didn't have a TARDIS in these films. So, uh, anyway, um, just I guess going to jump into the whole thing of what our overall thoughts on this movie. It's two and a half hours long. There are a lot yeah. of thoughts. There, it's a long movie with a lot in it. And um, but yeah, also I I'm I just going to jump out and say it did not need to be that long. No, it didn't at Agreed. all. Agreed. You could have cut out thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Not in one specific place, but like throughout. There were so oh, many spots where oh, you could cut out thirty minutes and like, because oh, I just remember it. being in the theater, and this was definitely a film where you feel the length. Like I started looking at my watch, and I was like, "Damn, we it's not done yet. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still going." 
I did I did um, that when I was watching it. I literally clicked my Apple <clears throat> TV remote and I like just hovered it and it was like I was like, there's an hour left of this movie. Yes. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So Actually, Devon, do you want to just go first? What's your overall thoughts on this? Yeah, um, agreed. I think it was way too long. Um, I will say for the length, the pacing is very well done. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think they do a really good job of encapsulating every single one of the Guardians. And when I say every single one, I mean Kraglin, Cosmo. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I think everyone on uh, Nowhere is a Guardian at that point, just because... Feels like it, right? Right, it feels like everyone is in that family. So I think they did a really good job of capturing that family essence nature um, as a running theme throughout this because they've all lost part of their family you know everyone here has lost part of their family some of them are trying to gain that back um it was a great movie um i cried more in to at this movie than i've cried in a lot of movies um just like really touching moments in this in this film and you really get rockets um, background and I think the most the best quote in this whole movie and spoilers if you haven't seen it just because like I mean I'm gonna say it but when he sees Lila again and she says it's always been you this story has always been about you I was like oh my god I didn't think about that mm-hmm. like you always look at Peter Quill You always look at like Gamora, you look at their relationships, but you never really think, you don't ask yourself until like the second movie, why is Rocket such a dick to everyone? Why is he so mean to the people that he loves? And you get why in this movie. Mm -hmm. You get why in this film, why he is so mean, because he's scared. He does, he'd rather push everyone away than lose loved ones. And it's, it's amazing. I, I love it. I love that he finally gets a realization that he's a raccoon. That's literally like the cherry on top. I just love that part when he's like, you know, when he's like eight, nine, eight, nine, P13. He's like, no, I'm rocket raccoon. And then, <laughs> and then the team up happens. And I thought I was playing a video game because I thought it was a quick time event. And I was like, oh my God, this is an amazing movie. They did. James Gunn knocked it out of the park for his last MCU film. And he absolutely crushed it. I think. Everything in this movie was perfect, besides a few things. That's just me. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get yeah. there. What about you? What you does it? I walked out of this movie hating it, only no. because, only because, it had no business, no business whatsoever, being as heavy as it was. I oh, was a hundred percent unprepared for the movie that we got like the tone had completely shifted from the guardians that we're used to and especially coming off of the holiday special like the holiday special was nothing but cheese like it was just so it was cheesy it was campy it was so much fun and then this movie like i'm in the theater like ugly crying not just like tears rolling down my cheeks i am like ugly crying in the theater watching this movie and it was just like what why was this necessary now okay like i do think that this is a good film like i think it was it was definitely of the three full-length films it's the best of the three but it didn't need to be as serious as it was like that was just it was almost it was like borderline out of character 
for the Guardians to me. It was, Reven- it was Revenge of the Sith. That's what it was. <sighs> well, yeah, that's right. We have been we have been saying that this has been Star Wars all along, right? Heart- heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I mean, it so. was just like, this movie crushed me. It was so, the, the, there were some parts that were just so hard to watch. And it was like, these are CGI creatures on the screen. And I am like bawling my eyes out over CGI characters. Like they're not even, you know what I mean? It was just like, I was not, I was not prepared. And I I feel like because I went in with the expectation that this is just another guardians film Mm -hmm. that I was so disappointed when I walked out because this was not that this was something completely different than the first two films. And, and again, I don't mean that like in a bad way, but like, it just like emotionally, this movie wrecked me. And like, it took me a while to kind of get over like, okay. <laughs> like, cause I'm serious. Like when I first walked out, I was like, that was trash. Like that was awful. But like, as time goes on, it was kind of like, okay, that was like a really, really great, like emotional roller coaster. But like, I just wish I had gone in with different expectations. Cause I think I would have had a different first experience. I think I went into it with the expectation, actually, of it being an emotional thing. How? Did you know uh, that uh, before? Like, were you reading things ahead of time? Because I, no, I hadn't I, heard I, anything. I'm pretty sure I went into it about a week or two after it had come out. So I think I was starting to see. I didn't know any spoilers. But I think, you know, when, when headlines start popping uh-huh. up. So I probably did. I can't remember, but I probably did see the odd headline. But I think I thought this is going to be the final movie. Or, or you know James Gunn movie. I don't know if this will be the final time we see. I definitely think there's going to be people we see again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Drax will be one of them. Um, Dave Batista has flat out said that he yeah. is not reprising his role as Drax unless yeah. the script is just Gunn. like mind blowing. But he is not picking up that character again. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I, I'm I'm not overly bothered if he does come back or not. Um, no, no, I like I like David Batista actually, but I, I don't. I think Drax's story is done, really. So I mean, it, it wrapped um, up nicely. Yeah, so I, I did go in thinking something was going to happen, and I was getting concerned that Rocket may bite the dust mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the movie. It, it was feeling like it was heading that way. Um, obviously not, though. But uh, No, I went in there with the expectation that something was going to happen. Now, I remember going to the theatres and watching it with my nine-year-old, and she did cry. I'm going to be honest. And uh, and when I was re-watching this movie earlier today, she's like, "Why are you watching the sad movie?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I didn't cry. I'll be honest. You're Apparently. a cyborg. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, that. It's that British. Like, keep calm and carry on. It has to yeah, be. Yeah. No, no. I'll be honest. I, I remember watching it, thinking it was emotional, and obviously having my daughter next to me who did cry. I, I yeah, that 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 obviously got to me as well. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Actually, I pulled up uh, a quote from um, the man himself. Um, uh, what was it so Bradley Cooper uh, play Rocket? So obviously the scene at the end, yeah, and obviously the emotional scene where his friends are all dead. Um, I just thought I'd read this quote out. In this last one, I actually cried like crazy watching it. And when we did it, there's a scene where he loses his friends. And that sound that Rocket makes, the only thing I can relate it to is the sound I remember hearing of my own voice when my dad passed, dad passed away. Uh, and then he went on to say, um, 
that's something that you hear. I remember uh, when we did it on the soundstage, there was some deep truth to that sound and came out of my mouth. And I think that's part of why that moment in that movie, I was kind of like, holy shit. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was my ugly cry moment when he turned around and they were all dead. And I was like, I did not pay all this money to come sit up here and walk out of the theater with puffy eyes, like streaks on my face, like makeup is all fucked up. Like I just like, I mean, I was so, I was so messed up when I walked out of the theater. I didn't cry at that moment. I I was shocked when, when Lila hugged him and then you just heard the shot go off and I was like, literally mouth agape and then everything happens, everything plays out. And then he turns around and they're gone. I'm like, what just happened? Oh man! What just ha- and I, I I was just more shocked. Like I I knew something was going to happen, right? I knew something. Was gonna ha- I just didn't know how. And when it happened, I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is terrible." Yeah, this so, is so, awful. So to finish my thoughts off, tonally the movie is very different. The flashbacks mm-hmm. are very different to the current events. The current events <clears> are still <throat> quite comical in parts. Yeah, obviously, while there's touching moments when they think they may have lost Rocket and. And towards the end, however, all the flashback sequences are very emotional and very, very different in tone, very serious, dark, you know, foreboding. And just, yeah, you could tell there's this, this, there's something horrible coming. And you could see the high evolutionary goes between being nice to Rocket to that part when he squeezes his head. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you could see the, the high evolutionary's jealousy start creeping in. And you could see, I mean, you know, obviously in the, in the current events, high evolutionary is a bad guy, but and whilst he seems quite sweet to Rocket at the beginning, you're like, mm, it's not going to last. And um, yeah, it's just totally, obviously, very, very different between the two. I, I do appreciate. I think it is quite a long film. Uh, all I can think is that James Gunn was like, do you know what? This is going to be the last time I touch these pro- this property. This is going to mm-hmm. be the last time I touch these characters. So I probably I want to make sure I get through everything I need to get through, knowing that this is the end of this this franchise. And one of the things I realized whilst I was watching it was, I don't know if I can say for certain with volume one, but I do feel that a lot of this was pre-planned in volume two. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the Adam Warlock stuff mm-hmm. and, and his mom and those people that they had set up in. Warlock actually two. had a scene in the second film and they cut it. So well, the same, same actor. Yeah. Warlock, Warlock okay. had been around the an idea for a long time and it yeah. just, like they were like, no, let's just wait and let's do it later. So they say that one. My least favorite, my least favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, for real. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think overall, I I did enjoy this movie. I think I would say this is the of the sh- strongest of the three in terms of mm-hmm. what they do with the character development. However, I I don't know. I'm torn. I think Volume One was really good. But I don't know. I I don't know. But I I I think this is definitely and definitely the strongest MCU movie this year. I would sure. say, uh, and I would say, you know, I haven't finalized my list of the year, but I would say this is probably in the top five of the films that have come out this year. So maybe there might be some adjustments, but it's definitely a top ten contender for the year. I would say from what I've seen. Um. I don't, anyway. I don't know that I'd go that far. I, I think if, if you pull this apart and if I got to pick like best characters of the year, that Rocket is definitely at the very top of my list as like my favorite film character of the year. But like, I, I don't think I'd put this film in my top 10. 
me personally. Yeah. I watched too many films this year that came out. I watched year. a lot of films this year, and it is a strong, it is a strong film, I think. But anyway, so favorite character then, Jasmine Rocket. Well, yeah, ah, duh. Uh, <laughs> also, second favorite character, High Evolutionary, uh, because it's a badass film. I always say I love a good villain, a and film. you want to talk about how this franchise has grown. We went from Ronan in the first mm. film, who is the, like... one of the weakest villains in all of the MCU. Like, no character development, no background story, like, no nothing. There is no reason for the audience to fear him as a villain. And then by the time you get to the third film in the same franchise, now you have a guy that you have brought in as the villain, and he just hits every note. He is like, the he hits you emotionally, he hits you like I like I like just his intellect, the way that he's thinking about things, the way that you listen to what he's saying. And on the one hand, you're like, that's never going to work. But then on the other hand, it's like, I kind of appreciate the ambition behind it. Like he was that kind of villain that if like, if I wasn't so attached to the animals, like I probably would have been in his corner. He's just kind of, I don't know. There was something about him as a villain. Like high evolutionary was so, so good. The only other villain that we've had inside the MCU, two two guys that have been that good, Thanos and Namor. Ooh. No Ultron? No. Ultron I, took one look at humanity and said, I need to stop this. I mean, I, but see, I, I agree with that, but I did not like the way that, mm. I didn't like the way that they did. They handled Ultron. Yeah. yeah and they, and they, they definitely was, wasted a great actor. Uh, Oh my god, he was perfect. Yeah. He was he was he was perfect. Yeah. Like his mm-hmm. intonation and everything. He was he was so well cast. Yes. But that was a very poorly written version Correct. of that character. Mm. Um and I also that's also to me the weakest of all of the adventure films. I think Namor Namor, Namor, Namor sorry, Loki was a good villain until they turned him into a you know, a, kind uh, of see, an anti-hero. I don't consider Loki a villain. I think he's on the fence. He was he was being manipulated. Yeah, he's like chaotic neutral to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was I was surprised at how because like I, a really good villain makes you hate them, right? Like mm-hmm. a really 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 good villain, you're just like, oh, every time that guy comes on screen, I want to smash his face in, right? Yeah. And this this high evolutionary, like this is the first MCU film I've watched in a long time where I was just like, damn, like I really hate that guy, like. <laughs> Every time he came on screen, I had like an emotional reaction. That is the sign of a good villain. Like I want to be emotionally attached to the villain to the point where it's like, I'm tense when, when they're having their little monologue moment. You know what I mean? Like I'm worried or I'm nervous. Like he had that kind of presence. And I just thought that that was unexpected. Like I did not expect, because like we haven't in this franchise specifically, we have not had very strong, like ego was better than Ronan, but mm-hmm. even Ego was not very like menacing, right? right. Like he, he didn't have that kind of menacing vibe. And when this guy, like you knew that he, he was definitely not all there in the head. You knew that, but like when you felt him turning from like, oh, I'm just a curious scientist to, oh, I'm actually a psychotic, like <laughs> mass murderer. Like you, when you felt that turn, it was just kind of like, oh shit, this guy's like the real deal. Um, flipping on or flipping off. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, 
and the fact that it was just like him and rocket against pitted against each other pretty much the whole film like they were just hands down no one else even comes close like they were my two favorite characters in this film when you said that about smashing smashing like a villain (laughs) (laughs) i do you know i suddenly had a flashback there's one villain not in the mcu although she does turn into a good guy but um lost when Juliet comes in in season three of Lost yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's on the other window of Jack and she like initially she up as a villain and she does turn into a hero but initially I was like I want to smash this woman's face like I don't <laughs> condone violence at all especially towards women but I was like this woman like yeah, just did, did you watch Lost? I've, I've oh. seen Lost yes I um not very big fan of that show in the way it yeah. is, but yes, I have seen Lost. It's been a while since I watched Lost, actually. Um, I, I know Jasmine didn't finish it, but did you see as far as Juliet coming in? Or oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, no, I how... liked her. I liked the fact that she was a villain. I liked. The oh fact no, no, that no! She, no. Like couldn't... she was a she was yeah. a strong villain. I mean, I know they turned her in the end, like to 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 the to their side, but um, but even that took a while. So yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um. Yeah, favorite character. What about you, Devon? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Rocket Nebula. I love Nebula. Yeah, her whole character arc has flipped, and um, it's like a character arc that we can kind of celebrate. You know, Mm -hmm. there's there's some in franchises that you kind of hate, and like Game of Thrones, Jamie Lannister absolutely hate that character arc. His whole character they ruined it but whatever um nebula she crushed it um you can see her really becoming one of the guardians definitely and the way she the way her and gamora have flipped right Mm -hmm. because before gamora was like you know this is our family this is the way we do things now nebula is the one that's like well he's part of our family and Mm -hmm. you don't let go of family like he is family and they grunt at each other um i also like the high uh evolutionary i like him because he is he's psychotic right but that's like his downfall is he's psychotic and my favorite quote from him is when um his like secretary says like something about god and he's like there is no god that's why i stepped in mm-hmm. and you can see that turning point in her head like i don't oh, know like, he's crazy like, like yeah. he's crazy i don't know if in their code they're like if you refer to yourself as god then you need to go because she put that pistol up so fast. And when she did that, everyone in the room was like, yeah, this dude's tapped. We need to get him out of here. And Mm -hmm. the way he just didn't even blink an eye and just wiped them out Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, this dude's very crazy. And I mean, for you to study on animals, yeah, dude, you gotta be a psycho. Um, But he, he crushed that role. Yes. Absolutely crushed it. And like, I think my one of my favorite, like, because I know we'll get to it, but one of my favorite parts in this is when Peter and Groot walk in and he's just like this. He's just like, just, I'm going to do my thing real quick. Hold on. Let me do this. And you're like, I hate this dude so much. He's mm-hmm. so pompous. Mm-hmm. He's so pompous. But yeah, I think, I think really Rocket, definitely because, you know, it's his story, but Nebula and the High Evolutionary, they really stood out to me. Yeah, I think for me, favorite character wise, Really weirdly, I would say, just before I say anything, Chris, Chris, um, obviously Star Lord, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, obviously a Star Lord. Although the franchise is built around him being the main character, his story was in the last film, mm-hmm. uh, and while whilst there are parts of this film are around, 
oh, Gamora, Gamora, I love Gamora. And then, and then it, and it is nice that he does go back to Earth and uh, at the end. But this story wasn't his film. This, you know, we mm-hmm. did his story in the last film, which is good. I think it was good that we had his movie, um, you know, his origin story and who his dad was and and that kind of stuff in the first, in the second film. So this movie, I think you've all said it, this Rocket, Nebula and the High Evolutionary, mm-hmm. those are the three main characters for me. And those are the character journeys that we became invested in. And I think Nebula herself, her journey from where we first met her as, you know, sort of a villain kind of for you know, Thanos' <clears throat> daughter and mm-hmm. and, and the, the journey she's been on. And I think obviously a good chunk of that was in the Avengers movies. Uh, yes, it's difficult. I would probably would pick one of those three, if not all of them. But as you guys have covered quite a lot of detail on them, the other person who I did have a soft spot for in this movie and, and her development was Mantis. So we we only saw her in two Guardians movies, but she obviously had uh, quite a big role in the Avengers as well. And um, but I I thought she added a really strong layer of comedy to this to this film that actually had was quite dark. Um, and she had some really good moments, which I love. I love the whole <laughs> you're deeply in love with him. And, oh, yeah. uh, like, and and Drax is like no no not again like, yeah, like, yeah, like, no. I, I think she had some good moments but I also thought she was just amazing in fight seats as well mm. so um, but yeah no, I thought I thought she did really well um, and at the end I love how strong she is uh, you know I want to go off and all I've done is stuff that Ego wanted and now I've done stuff that the Guardians wanted and actually I need to go figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And Drax is like, no, I'm going to come with you. And uh, although Drax probably wouldn't want to admit it, he probably does like her. And uh, and she's like, no, Drax, you're not coming with me. So I like the fact that she's gone on this character journey of really being led by other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I don't know what spurred that moment on, whether it was hearing everyone else say, I'm going to go do my own thing, but or, or whether it's something that she had going on in her own mind. But mm-hmm. I like the fact that she's like, no, I want to go do my own thing now. So yeah. I think I think she becomes a stronger character too because she's one of the she's one of the main ones that stands up to Nebula, you know, especially in the mm-hmm. film when her and Drax and Nebula are arguing and she's like, You don't have a right to push him because yeah, he's an idiot, but he makes us laugh and he's a good part of the group. And you know, I basically saying, you know, I love him, he's my brother. Don't mm-hmm. push him. Like all you want is perfection, you you hate incompetence and that's why you're afraid of getting close to us because you don't want to, you don't want to see us fail or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, she just becomes such a strong character in, in this film. And yeah, she crushed it too. So. Mm-hmm. So guys, favorite scenes or moments in this movie. So Devon, do you have one? Um, I think the one I just said was great. Um, the Craglin, I mean, I mean, come on. When he finally, I mean, we get Yandu. Yandu's mm-hmm. back for a split second. And he finally, you know, listens to his heart, does that. And then that last that last one comes and Cosmo's right there. And, you know, he's like a dog. Which, a dog? He's like, no, nah, she's a good dog. And just smash. Yeah. I was like, yes, full circle. <laughs> perfect. And, like, I just, that relationship, Craglin and Cosmo, is mm-hmm. amazing. Um I think that was my favorite scene. The hallway scene was amazing. Mm-hmm. What an amazing scene, especially when like 
everyone's talking and they're like, we got to get off the ship. And Rocket's like, nah, I'm done running. And he turns and the music just starts. And everyone, without even missing a beat, just turn around. And Gamora's like, oh my God, why do I have to? <laughs> yeah, why am I stuck with these idiots? Why am I stuck yeah. with these morons? But she knows yeah. Yeah. that if she tries to leave, she'll probably die. Mm-hmm. because they'll just if she gets on a ship and goes they'll follow her ship and they'll probably kill her so she's like my best chance of survival is with them and you know what maybe we'll have some fun and mm-hmm. that whole hallway fight scene was incredible um rocket in the high evolutionary when he's like you know my name's rocket raccoon and he shoots him and then Groot grabs him and then mantis comes in gamora stabs nebula does this peter does that it was just i was like this this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, didn't know that Nowhere was a ship. Didn't realize that. I don't know if I missed that in the other films, but didn't realize that. That was kind of crazy to me, too. That Nowhere is mobile? Yeah. I had no <laughs> idea it was mobile. Yeah. But yeah, those are probably my favorite scenes. I, I absolutely loved that. I mean, and the music, too. With of course, all, of course. You know, I mean, you know, he curates yeah. these to, to start it off. I mean, when we got creep in the beginning acoustic version i was like mm. i'm gonna cry during this movie and mm-hmm. I, and i know it i think creep was one of the favorite track my favorite tracks from it and i love the fact that it's an acoustic version of it so uh what about you jasmine so one of my favorite scenes is also devon's favorite the the scene where nebula and mantis and drax are fighting but for mm-hmm. a totally different reason like i love that scene because they are so serious and you can feel the emotion mm-hmm. And Mantis has no filter. Drax doesn't understand anything other than literal. And so the two of them together, when she's like, you don't get to push him just because he's stupid. And when Drax is like, you think I'm stupid? And she just looks at him like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think, yes, I I absolutely think you're stupid. Yes. I think you're dumb. Yes. (laughs) it it broke the it broke the seriousness but like in the right way so that whole sequence just is one of my favorites i i think that was probably one of the moments where i laughed so hard because she was just like flat out yes i think you're yes you you are absolutely stupid (laughs) yes the other sequence that i really liked uh now forgive me for this but when rocket goes to town on high evolutionary space Yes. When he loses, he just like you just like that last thread breaks and he just goes nuts. Like I love that scene, that whole scene. Um and I like one of my other favorite scenes is when he's talking to his friends and he's like, you know, one of these days I'm gonna build these ships and we're gonna be and we're gonna fly on those ships and we're gonna fly Mm -hmm. all around the galaxy. And I was just like, oh my god, yes. Having having the ability to like have these dreams and like taking your friends along with you. Like, ah, I love that, that whole thing where they came up with names for themselves and, and where they came up with like occupations for themselves. Oh, it was heartbreaking, but that is probably of, of everything. That's probably my absolute favorite scene in the whole film is when they're daydreaming. Oh, I'm, to, I'm, I'm floor. Cause I'm laying on the floor. Right. <laughs> yeah. To add, to add like on a... to that, like the saddest thing about that is when, Rocket is, you know, seeing Lila for the second time and they're basically in heaven. She's like, oh, I've been flying with our friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my heart. That's I when know. I started. That's when I started crying. I was like, oh, my God. this yeah. is, I can't believe it. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, so great. How about you, Mark? Um, do you know what? One of my, like, the moments that got me the most 
was at the end where, if you think about it throughout the movie, Rocket has denied being a raccoon. <laughs> no, I'm not a raccoon. And there's been a lot of jokes about what he is. Like, even, even the Avengers Thor it refers to him as something. I can't remember what he refers to him as, but there's a, a lot of ongoing jokes as to, you know, him being a space monkey and, you know, and all the rest of it. And, you know, and obviously he denies any of these <laughs> any yeah. of these things <laughs> like even being a raccoon he's yeah like, <laughs> like, and um and at the end when he opens that k uh crate cage or whatever and he sees the, that he's a raccoon heart sort of sinks and it seems actually he's from earth and yeah obviously the higher origin but i loved the bit where it obviously following that where the high evolutionary comes in and he gets his gun out and he actually calls himself rocket raccoon and it's like a real embracing of who he is. Mm-hmm. And then the whole team join in. And I thought it was great that the whole team are united. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's aware of who he is now and mm-hmm. basically just how they kick their kick his butt. Yeah. And, um, and I don't like the bit where they peel off the high evolutionary's Ooh. face in that scene, but... Um, I did! <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, it was inevitable it was going to happen. You can see throughout the movie that it's kind yeah. of peeled, like stuck on, but... It wasn't overly, yeah, it was a bit, a bit horrible. But anyway, I love the whole scene where Rocket's like fully embracing just, yeah, I am Rocket Raccoon. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, he's called Rocket Raccoon. And yeah, it is a bit cheesy in the movies, like Drax the Destroyer, Rocket Raccoon. And, you know, those are those are cheesy names that don't necessarily translate well. But I thought it was actually a really good translation at that point in time because he's like, no, I am a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's who I am. And yeah, that was probably one of my favorite scenes to be honest so um obviously this Devon's point favorite now, part. yeah we're, we're cut cut or change anything come on Devon, give it to us basically you could have cut the high priestess out of here yep you could have cut some of adam warlock scenes out of here most of his stuff why yep. why in the last film you're gonna say i have adam warlock he is like the end all be all of us right He's strong. He's smart. He's like, but why? Like, I get that he's still a kid and all that and blah, 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 all this. But man, I needed him to be a little bit more menacing. Like, I needed mm. him to be like, I don't know. I feel like we almost didn't need him in this movie. And that really sucks to say because I think he could have been great. You could have been yeah. fighting a two front war. And then make him realize why, you know, like I thought he would have shown up a little bit more after his mom, like when his mom died, exploded. Mm-hmm. I felt like he would have been like, all right, you guys didn't do this. I want to help you guys now, not wow. towards the end. Yeah. Like that's so, it was so wasted and I could have done it could have been a two hour movie. You could have cut out half an hour of that. It could have been an hour 45. You could have cut out most of those scenes. And, oh, man, it just, it's such a wasted character and it sucks. It really does suck because, like, he could have been, like, I was excited for Adam Warlock. I really was. Mm -hmm. Um, But to just see him, how he is, yeah, it was, I don't know. He had such a booster gold vibe to me. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, you have created too much drama for you to come in and still be acting like the comedic relief villain versus right. like an actual villain. So I would agree. Like, I but like, I, he had to be there at the beginning because he's the reason that Rocket is hurt in the right. first place. But 
outside of that, it was just like, I don't, you, what, what purpose do you serve? Like what purpose do you serve in this movie? We didn't need him. Um, I do want to go back to Mark, what you said about um, that whole rocket raccoon thing. Cause I thought about another scene when rocket wants to save all the animals mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. why do you want to save all the, an-? like we have to save them. And like, to me, he's realizing they're important too. Mm-hmm. Like not just my friends, but I am them and they are mm-hmm. me. We need to save them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great scene too. But yeah, I mean, Adam Warlock, I, I really didn't need him in this movie at all. And that really sucks because I think he could have played a really good part in the movie. And he was just wasted, a wasted character to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I just wonder like where they're going to stick him in the rest of the MCU. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, we talk about that, I suppose, at the mid-credits sequence. But yeah, I agree with the cutting and changing of stuff. I didn't enjoy the Adam Warlock stuff. I thought, I just, I don't know, just, just another Drax, just a stupid moron character. Just, yeah, a stupid strong man. Like, yeah, and, like and just, nothing else, you know. I think it was um, for for the movie that was meant to tie everything up. I don't know why we've got this character that. I don't know. I uh, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't. I not a big fan of the actor Will Pooter as well. And um, really, not, I love no, not not really. Like, uh, I don't know. Never really been a fan, to be honest. Um, not. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I've seen him interviewed. He seems like actually quite a nice guy. But never. I don't know. Some actors you just don't enjoy. He's not one I particularly enjoy. Didn't really enjoy the character of Adam Warlock. I, I've never actually, I don't even think I've ever read a comic of with Adam Warlock. So I don't know. I don't have any links with the history of the character. But yeah, no, I, you know, go, good job going along with you, Devon. I, I, I could have done without that or mm-hmm. then maybe taking a different route with it. So yeah. Just, and the only uh, other thing I would have cut was like, there was no reason for them to have an F bomb in this movie at all. Like, there have was just an F bomb. Like, there was oh. no reason for that. And it was so just yeah. out of place, like, yeah. oh, and then you pull, you squeeze, and then you pull, open the fucking door, and I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, that came yeah. out of nowhere, out like, of nowhere. why? You got to give it to Samuel Jackson, man. Like, I, he needs of all the people the in the MCU, yes, and he should have said it in Iron Man in 2008, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Fury, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I just, so perfect. I just think that. Every time Adam Warlock came on screen, I was just like, I sighed because I was just like, this guy again. Yeah. Why? And then, and, and there was two points where he came in and then he blew up. Right. And then he came in, he screamed and then he fell to the ground. And I'm like, dude, what, why? You're just like, why are you here? Right. Why (laughs) are you here? Why? You make no sense being here. Yeah. It sucked. So, you the same, Jasmine? Same. I I just I didn't see the purpose of yeah. Th- I didn't see the purpose of this version of Adam Warlock in this film. Like mm-hmm. it, it it feels out of place, and sometimes it does take you out of the scene that they've already worked so hard to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think so. We're all in agreement. Really, Adam Warlock should have just been ditched. Or... Yes, I think so. I think that's a first for us. Like everybody says that the same thing should have been cut. I mean, I don't know. I guess they left it as a teaser at the end of the second film. <laughs> Everyone was like really hyped. So I don't know. Maybe yes. he could have been. Maybe he could have been the holiday special or something. So I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about the mid credit scene, but I was more stoked about what the little girl. Could do. <laughs> the 
But okay, so yeah, let's go into the 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 mid and the end credits sequences. So the mid credit, so the whole film, sorry, ends with them all saying their goodbyes to each other and going their own ways. So Mantis wants to go and do her own thing. But you got to talk about the most important part of this entire film is that Groot says, "I love you guys." (laughs) I blown. It happened. When Groot said that, I like. I cried again. Wait a minute. Wait, I what? But like nobody, like nobody reacted on screen, and so I was like, "So he said." Wait, did he? Am I making this up? Like, am I so emotionally invested in this movie that I am no longer hearing "I am Groot" and I'm actually hearing Groot Groot speak? Maybe that's what they want. (laughs) You're finally hearing. Yeah, Yeah, that caught me so off guard. I was just like, "I'm so." Did he just what? What did you say? Yeah, actually, yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, um, yeah so, um, but no, so the movie ends with obviously Nebula and Drax kind of, they're going to run nowhere and Drax is now going to be a dad, kids. a dad to a thousand children or whatever. Um, but Nebula, full circle journey from kind of the pit uh, that she was in emotionally and mm-hmm. just her character was in and hated everybody to suddenly almost really become like the mum to these kids and the mum to the whole of nowhere and the leader of of nowhere um i guess she's gonna be like the mayor or something i i don't know i mean i I would say if you're gonna need a protector for your mobile planet like she's the one yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. she will mess you up she can't die basically yeah i do agree she will probably mess up most people that come try and mess with yeah um there was a touching moment between Gamora and uh, Star Lord, but whether that leads to anything in the future, I guess it depends on what Marvel want to do. Uh, and then, then uh, yeah, Mantis goes off her own, and then we end up with a a new Guardians, which we get to see in the mid credits. Mm-hmm. Rocket Rocket is now the leader, which let's be honest, makes sense. I think he was probably the leader anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just, just I think he just let Star Lord think he was the leader. Uh, but I yeah. think Rocket was probably the leader. Uh, and then we've obviously got Craglin, Adam yes. Warlock, um, the girl whose name I can't pronounce. Is it Philavel? Yeah, okay. Uh, but the one character I thought was a great addition was Cosmo. The yes, space I love Cosmo. So, um, and then Big I, oh, I, oh, yeah, Big Group. He came out that sand, and I was like, whoa. Because at first that, I was that, like, where's Groot? That was a good twist. But I, yeah. I, what I loved was that they were kind of chilling. And they kept the theme of the music. They had this uh, Microsoft soon uh, and they select their favorite track, which was a link to Star Lord yep. before they all it was go. Red off Bone fighting. all over again. Yep. But they go off fighting. I honestly would love a Guardians Volume 4 with this team. I would love yep. to see this team, Volume 4. I know they weren't Volume 4. Volume 4. I don't believe we'll get James Gunn back ever again uh, unless Superman tanks, and um, which. You and he know. got to start putting that resume out again. <laughs> yeah. He might be, he might be calling up Feige and going, yeah, you know, you know, I uh, uh, unless Feige sent him over there. So um, okay, so I do have a question though about this new team. So yeah. you've seen the Marvels, Mark? Uh, yeah. Is Philavel in the Marvels? Uh, I don't believe so. Because in the comics, she is the fourth character to carry the mantle of Captain Marvel. Really? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No. So uh, I was wondering if she was in the Marvels as well. Cool. Okay, no. I was, no, w- I was she's wondering not. what her powers were because I saw her hands glowing and I was like, wait, hold on. Is she? Like- she's, I think, the, I think I want to say she's part Cree. 
Oh, so okay. I, I'll yeah. be honest. With, I'll be honest with you. The the Marvel we could talk about doing an episode for the Marvels, but the Marvels is very hero heavy anyway. Okay. Like I, I loved the three of them, but the villain was just another. Just another forgettable villain. Yeah, yeah, it was another forgettable villain. So I think if they had brought in another superhero, it would have just really imbalanced it. Well, it was it was it was hugely imbalanced anyway. Yeah. So um, they need to pay more attention to to the films that do the best. Like High Evolutionary is great. Thanos is great. Namor is great. Like why why can't we? And Loki, even though Loki is like both here and there, like. Make your villains more like those people. I don't, and I don't want them, a lot I don't, less like these just throwaway villains. I don't want them to go down the Batman and Robin route where they just bring in every villain they can find. Villains, yeah. 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 And and also have then the worst, you know, George Clooney superhero. I don't want them to go the other way. Because yeah. that was dis- that was disproportionate the other way, where the hero was just rubbish. And mm-hmm. um uh, and then they just threw in as many villains and high profile actors as they, they could find. I don't want that. It just needs more of a balance where, I mean, well, if you look at uh, Robert Pattinson's new Batman film, that was much more proportionate. Like that was, yeah, I think Robert Pattinson handled that well. That well, And then I think um, whilst we had, you know, more than one villain, shall we say, it, it was done well. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, Penguin had a smaller role, um, but the Riddler obviously a much larger role, but it was, I think it was quite well spread. Um, so anyway, um this yeah this movie had a very strong uh, villain but yeah the marvels we'll talk about another time no she was not in the the marvels but no okay. i liked this this new uh, guardians that they've created and mm-hmm. i'd be more than eager to see uh, a volume 4 uh with with rocket as the lead yeah, yeah. i well, think my f- favorite part about the mid credits scene was the fact that one she started speaking english mm-hmm. so obviously she's learning they go through all their favorite songs before that they played Florence and the Machine. Dog yeah. days are over. I started crying when that started playing because I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? It, I mean, it's kind of like on par. You know, they've gone through the tough times already. Yes. And now it's time to celebrate and be yeah. good. Everyone's but also Nebula smiling in that scene. Right. Like, what? Smiling and dancing. What's the thing? And then Drax started dancing. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he never dances. This <laughs> yeah. is incredible. I was yeah. like, this is a great scene. But that, that um, mid credit scene, I was like, so this is the new Guardians. I was like, honestly, seeing okay. Adam Warlock there now, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe they reined him in. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Because, like, the awkward hug at the end, I was like, yeah, what should we do Can we hit him? Please, yeah. someone punch hit- him out of the way. Someone Hulk smash him out of the way <laughs> so we can be fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd be down to see uh, Volume 4 with, with them. That'd be, yeah. that'd be cool. Like, just a, yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you like it, Jasmine? Um, yeah, I did. I did. I liked, of course, I like that Rocket is in charge, like officially in charge. Uh, and I like that they're doing it anyway. Like Star-Lord had to go and do his own thing. Mantis doing her own thing. Gamora was like, I was never part of this team in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I think it's really cool. And then, of course, like Nebula and Drax are holding down the fort, right? So I think it's n- nice. Plus, I am excited like about a younger future of the MCU. So, like the fact that they have uh, the one of the rescued kids as part of the Guardians, like because I am really hoping we get some build up to Young Avengers. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in the Marvel MCU future. So, the fact that they brought younger people along, I really, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. 
and to add on to that, I mean, it's like the Guardians are getting rid of their big three. You know, mm-hmm. the Avengers big three is gone. Guardians just got rid of their big, big three. But you've mm-hmm. got, I mean, you've still got heavy hitters. Here. Right. Got Crack- still got Rocket and Groot. Groot. Yeah. Rocket. I mean, Kraglin knows how to use the arrow now. You've got, I mean, Adam Warlock, he's no pushover. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, he almost took. Yeah. All the guardians out. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's got some power behind <laughs> he's it. He's dumb, yeah. but once yeah. he once he grows up, because you know the high evolutionary pulled him out early, mm-hmm. you know, from him learning. So yeah. I looked it up. Sorry, that character. What'd you say? Oh, what'd you say? Her name was again? Like Silvell. Yeah, yeah, yeah Uh She's actually. Um, uh, so she. Uh, it was created by Peter David and um, first appeared in Captain Marvel Volume 5, Issue 16, 2004. She's quite new. And she's the daughter of Marvell, um, mm. who is the sister of Gen- Genesis Vell. Um, and uh, the character is also known as Quasar and Captain Marvel and then Marta. So she had three different names. Um, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, so there is quite strong Captain Marvel connections. So yeah. did not realize that. So um right anyway, so I think we all love the the new Guardians. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one day they will revisit this, but I think it could be years and years away. I think they've got other things yeah. they need to do. It could be probably like 10 years before we see this version again. So um and she'll be a lot older then. Maybe they'll have to get recast her or something. Yeah. So, then there's an end, end credits, which kind of brings this whole thing full circle from where it started, or yes. you know, when the movie first started. In, in volume one where Peter got kidnapped um, uh, after his mum died and mm-hmm. his grandfather was there and, and he runs out and uh, <clears throat> be interesting to know if his grandfather ever got blipped or not. But um, mm. so he comes back and uh, he comes back to earth to his maternal grandfather on earth. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, who re- who's reading an alien abduction? Kevin Bacon tells all. So. <laughs> Which, um, I, didn't I didn't notice even, that. But. I didn't even think about you saying that him getting blipped because obviously they're like, where did Peter go? Right? No, I mean because I don't think they saw him get abducted. No, know? they so, didn't. No, they didn't. So they have no idea. But they like, thought. If, I think they thought he ran away. Right. Mm-hmm. So if he did yeah. get blipped and he's reading that paper and they hear about all this Avengers doing this, doing that, blah blah. And correct me if I'm wrong. When they got blipped, did they all meet up in one place? Or they came I back? I feel like Chadwick said something about that. Didn't they get sucked into the Soul Stone? Because Tom Holland also said Doctor Strange said we would have one chance. Like he said that he would, he said Doctor Strange told us not to worry, things would ha- be handled. No, so. I think when Tom Holland came back, he kind of just said, "Oh, I don't know what happened. I was there," and I, I don't think they had any memory of being in the Soul Stone or anything like um, that. I think they were just gone. Right. Um, because also when um oh crap, I forget her name, the actress who actually is in the Marvels. Um uh, yeah, yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they, they obviously they don't call her that in the films. But she Oh she, Monica Rambo. Yeah, Monica Rambo. When she gets blipped, she literally wakes up in the hospital next to her mum's bed and has no memory of the blip because she suddenly is like, Where's my mum gone? You know, oh, yeah, so okay. so um that that's a clear for me, a clear she yeah you know, gets blipped, wakes up five years later, and her mum obviously died in that five year break. So she would she would obviously had no idea that she was elsewhere for five years. So mm. um, anyway, the film ends with Star Lord will return. But yeah, so 
just any thoughts on it? I thought it was a nice touch and end to him going home to his family. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but now I'm curious how they're going to bring him back. Like, in what capacity is Star Lord going to return? What is where, where are they going to put him? I think I don't know if you'll necessarily join a team or anything, but you've got to think those two Avengers movies that are coming up are going to be pretty big deals. So maybe yeah. he travels to New York. And I would, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I guess he's back on Earth, so it's possible that he runs. <gasps> If he ran into Tom Holland and nobody remembers Tom Holland, like, oh, I wonder. I wonder. But but does no one in the universe remember Tom Holland? Or does no one at all? Like, no one he came in contact with? I can't remember because, like, they're off-world. Oh, touche, touche. So maybe he sees him and he's like, he's like, Spider-Man? Yeah. That'd be crazy. Maybe. Okay, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually, do you know what? Marvel probably would do something like that. Yeah. I think they would. That's kind so. of crazy. I didn't even think. Um, You're welcome. Uh, now you've got that thought yeah. in your brain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to wait. I think we're going to be waiting a long time before. A very a long time. Yeah. Before there's a Spider-Man 4. No, it feels like the actors are even starting to like speak out a little bit because uh, Chris Pratt has said that he doesn't really like he would come back, but like he is not like holding his breath that he's actually going to come back as Star-Lord. Tom yeah. Holland has said that he doesn't just want to put on the Spider-Man costume again. Like he wants something he wants like a really compelling reason to be right. spi- to continue to be spider-man mm-hmm. so like i don't know i don't know like if even the actors are feeling like some of the drama that's going on behind the scenes with the mcu and marvel and disney and i don't know because like for tom holland to say that he doesn't want to pick up the suit again i'm like mm-hmm. but like you're the yeah the only, only other thing is though a lot of actors start saying this when they want more money from- when they're out of contract and they want more money, but I would imagine Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is signed for more movies, so mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a Spider-Man four, but he could be committed to the two Avengers movies. Now, yeah. movies also count as cameos, correct? Like credits scenes too. So, like- I think it's part of the contract. Yes, I think yeah, I right. think a cameo counts as like a film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, I really just want him to stick around long enough because I want to see. Tom Holland and Imani Villani together on screen mm. because I think that they would just play so well For off sure. of each other. Like, yeah. so I really want to see Peter Parker and young, Kamala young, Khan. Like, that's yeah. what I want to see. Young Avengers yeah, would be so cool. And I, yeah. I can't, I really can't wait for Thunderbolts. I think I'm excited about Thunderbolts. I, think, I, I thought, I, think, I really thought it was a show. And I'm, yeah. I've, I think I might be more excited than it's a movie. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ratings wise, out of five. So Devon, Devon, where are you going? Five, five. It's a five. It's a five, man. It hit all the buttons. It was a great movie. Oh man, I just, just everything. The emotions, the tone, the setting, the music, the scenes, the cinematography. He, you can tell that he knew this was his last film, right? And he, he just gave it his all. So I'm giving him my all, giving him five. It's a five. It's five out of five. Jasmine, I I won't be as generous. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm giving it a four. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it. I really did. But uh, I 
I did feel that the tone was just a bit, a bit out of character mm-hmm. for the franchise. And also, like, I got to dock you something for Adam Warlock. Oh, I should have docked it for Adam Warlock. I should have, like, a four. Do you know what? I I like the five, and I strongly feel five, but the Adam Warlock thing makes me give it a 4.5. Yeah, 4. Okay. 5. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Uh, I think 4.5 really... average between all of us. I think that that's fair. Yeah. I think it was a really strong movie. And yeah, Adam Warlock came good at the end. That final scene at the end was cool. So Yeah, but you yeah. had to watch 150 minutes to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, crazy. So, Geeks and Niche, this is um, episode 146. This will be our final episode of the year. And... Uh, Kind of. Um, so they're, they're, we will be back next week, but not for a movie review of any The sort. Geeks will return. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially the Geeks will return. We'll be back in 2024. Yes. Um, we haven't quite scheduled, finalised our schedule for 2024. Uh, however, next week, our episode will be Late, to, Late the party. to the Party Book Club. Yeah, so Ooh. the book club will be back next week and we'll be reviewing Scott Pilgrim Volume 4. Mm-hmm. And that has become... I can't believe that we're on our fourth year. of. So every Christmas we reviewed Scott Pilgrim. It's crazy that we're now on Volume 4. So mm-hmm. uh, you can tune in next week for that where we will obviously have Rockin' Robbie Billups of the Pop Culture Philosophers. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be elsewhere too, but you can... Um, we, we, we have a scheduled planned appearance on uh, <laughs> on Fables channel on the 20th of December as well. So Yes, for their final episode of the year as yeah. well, I think. So, yeah. so come hang, we'll be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, you can follow us um, on social media. Oh, actually, sorry, before I jump into that, Dawn, are you doing anything else for the end of the year or are you um i don't think i'm doing anything else um i'm actually trying to work out um stuff for next year like my own kind of content for art um podcast just because it's been dormant for a while i've got some uh ideas so stay tuned there um you know all socials at good game guys uh pod. so yeah I'm, uh, some things are brewing up here awesome okay so just just to throw my name in the hat when exodus comes out like yes. can can I please be a yes. guest on 100%. your podcast? <laughs> of course, I would love that. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and obviously, Devon, next year when we come back, you are welcome to return. Uh, of course. So uh, you can Devon follow us. Devon will return. Devon will return. <laughs> Geeks and Leech will return. Devon will return. Um, so anyway, we are on Geeks and Leech everywhere. Social media on instagram facebook i keep saying twitter i still call twitter. twitter i'm not calling it i'm not calling it x so uh, <laughs> it's, it's twitter until it's not <laughs> i mean they still have the url as twitter so yeah. there you go um wow anyway uh, and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast google podbean apple spotify whatever is your preference but we all we ask mm-hmm. give us a five Geeks star and, and tell your geeky friends yeah, 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 that's right. And Geeks and Niche will return. See you next year. Yeah. Good journey.